Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello world, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday, we are in our fun time. I have have wine in my wine glass and I have water in my mug. Oh, I love it. I just have wine and I just, it's nine o'clock on the East coast and I just got home. So, um, it's been one of those days. So, Mm. well, I am so thankful for this time together. I feel like that's a song. I know it's a song for something. I don't, don't, can't remember what, um, that we have some beautiful things to talk about and some heartbreaking things to talk about. And I definitely know we need to breathe and center before we dig in. So I'm ready. I'm ready to breathe and center. Cause I was running around driving like that. Right. Yeah. This is, I know this is like, you know, my someday that is going to be totally um, like, it's all the same thing. Like when you say you're writing now we type right instead of that, or oh my God, that's hilarious. Phone. You know, like I don't hold a phone to my ear rarely, you know, like filming. Yeah. Filming. Yeah. And then driving. One of these days we're going to be self-driving cars. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Let's center. Let's just find that tall lifted spine. So when we're pressing through the sitting bones, reaching through the crown, finding that extra inch. Just beginning to feel the awareness in the body as the breathe as the breath comes in through the nose. Feel expanding the ribs and then exhaling, contracting, releasing, expelling completely through the nose. Mm. Full body breathing, breathing in and breathing out. And big breath in together, full expansion. And big release, exhaling through the mouth, letting it all go. <laughs> What's nice about that is a lot of times, you know, we're really just shallow breathing, right? Because <laughs> I always practice. feel like I'm gonna, I want to roar on that last like big exhale because it's like I'm like, ah. so yeah. I feel like I'm either going to roar one of these times or like fire is going to come out. <laughs> well, if that happens... Yes. You will see it. <laughs> I will love that. And you will say, this breath works. Deborah has mastered the breath. <laughs> this, this works. Deborah's mastered it. Oh, protect your young children and paperwork. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's so, um, that is so, um, Khaleesi, you know, if you can. It's like breathe. Cersei, right? 
Yeah, well, the mother of dragons. What is that? Oh, I cannot hear you. Really? You can't hear me? I can really? see your mouth moving, but I cannot hear you. <laughs> Did I roar your, your internet right out? <laughs> I think she's going to come out and come back. Okay, so let's see. What can we talk about can you hear me now? until Molly gets back? Wow, what a seven days. Ooh, can you hear me yet? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I cannot hear you. Ooh, there we go. Uh, my goodness. I feel like it's one of those weeks um, and Molly and I were talking before we hit the live button that um, there is so much going on and let's see here. She comes back. Can, can you hear me? Hear you now? Can you hear me? You cannot hear me? Still can't hear you. Oh, I heard you that. Me? Yes. You can hear me? Uh-huh. I heard a thud and then I could hear your voice. Oh my gosh. This is this is but this is great. We're having a record of our internet issues because I am going to be getting broadband very soon. And then we will have these issues. Yes. Yes, exactly. Take that internet provider. There's remember the days when <laughs> We've got proof. Okay. Um, so I, I thought that, so I know we have a lot to talk about. But I really, I know that we want to really dig into the affirmation. Um, and the affirmation was really, really popular this week. <laughs> and I also included something that I've been trying with my affirmations and that's tapping. Oh, have you done any work with tapping? I have not. That is not something I have any knowledge about. Okay. So I, I've been watching the videos and, you know, took an e-course. I've not done this with anybody in person, but it's not outrageously difficult. It's tapping certain parts of your body with your own hands. There's nothing special, no special instruments required. And so you, you break up whatever it is that you're saying and tap these different spots on the body. And so today's intention is I will intentionally and lovingly guard my thoughts, myself talk directly affects my attitude, progress, and success. So tapping wise, it's, I will intentionally and lovingly guard my thoughts. My self-talk directly affects my attitude, progress, <laughs> seriously, armpit, seriously, you got to do it, and success. Girl, you've got to give me a warning. I had a sip of wine in my mouth. That almost, because we look like, we look like monkeys. Come on. We look like monkeys. So I will intentionally and lovingly guard my thoughts. Okay. My self-talk directly affects my attitude, <laughs> progress, <laughs> and success. <laughs> Wait, how, do, how are we aligning the, the tapping with the things? Is it body parts? Or are we just going down the, the, the crown, brows, temples, under eye, above lips, chin, chest, armpit, wrists? And am I doing the right armpit, left armpit? Uh, that's the one I, I use. Sometimes I do them both, but I always do left because, you know, it's my girl side. 
<laughs> is the flow is on yeah. the well, it's also closest to your heart. Yeah. So, so I always do this one. Um, but yeah, it is that flow. And I know some people, you know, work all the way down the body. Um, it's just that's kind of this is the area that I know and remember. <laughs> Okay. So just slowly, uh, and it's really helping me listen to the words. Since this is the third year of going through them, okay. it's that extra like, okay, how am I going to take it to 11 this year? <laughs> and the, the tapping has been fun. Um, so what is the science behind the tapping? Why why are we doing this? It There's actually like scientific and, and, and pr physical energy proof that it wakes up the energy in your body. Okay. And in these particular spots, again, so we're like knocking on our energy doors. Yeah, exactly. Right. We're okay. knocking on our energy doors. And I, by no means am saying I am an expert in this. If there's somebody who is watching us live or catching the replay, who's like, do it this way. It's better. I'm so open. We're totally open to learning and growing and becoming better versions of ourselves than we were today. So um, I think that there's just a, a, joy in learning how to consume content we have read and and maybe even written in this case in a new way in a new light and so i like i'm chopping it up in other words again it's crown tap 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 brows tap 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 temples tap 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 under eyes tap 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 above lips below lips on your chin then your chest like uh, always makes me feel a little Tarzan armpit and then wrists. And there are all sorts of points, right? There's yeah. like points mm -hmm. on your hand. I mean, all over, but these are just kind of the mm -hmm. awaken the senses as you're doing your positive self-talk. And, you know, I think we we're seeing a lot of things open and we're seeing communities start to re-engage. And I am starting to see the fear and the anxiety in my social media feed uh, on, a, on a few things that is consistent. And I would love to see, I'd love to hear what you're seeing on your side, Molly, but I'm seeing like, okay, so I'm, I got the vaccination, but I'm still wearing my mask and I'm still, you know, taking care. And so I'm still not like getting in an Uber. And so people are still basically living as they were before the vaccination, still staying very, you know, very, very safe. And then there's people who really want to go outside, but their their ang their anxiety is off the charts. Um, some people it's because they gained weight; they don't want to be seen. Mm -hmm. uh, some people are scared to drive on the road. Um, they haven't driven for a long time. They're nervous to drive. They're nervous to drive with other people who haven't driven. Uh, it's amazing where the mind goes, right? Mm -hmm. When you start to so. I'm, I'm guessing there's a red thread to something that happened to them in the past, right? Mm -hmm. You know, body, body image issues are huge. And I'm super excited to talk next month about more than a body. Cause I know you haven't read it yet, Yes. Um, but th that book has like rocked my world. I, mm -hmm. I, it's another layer of what we've talked about on the show so many times before Molly, and that is paying attention to the words we use, the words and ads we consume and and really paying attention to who is saying them and what their intention behind saying them is and they really dig into things like diet culture and and the um the diet industry and it's like you 
your mind's like, of course, it was always right there, but I never really looked at it that way. Um, I think that we're we're experiencing that as we reopen, right? Like I've ne- I have never feared driving on the road with other people. However, now that that person said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're totally right. <laughs> like there's at least 50% of the population that hasn't been the person going out and gathering around our area. Cause that was kind of the mandate, right? Like choose your one person to go out forage. Yeah, but didn't they have to go grocery shopping and stuff? Or I guess they hired it in or. But that's what I'm saying. So like in our house, Andrew has, I mean, he's been driving like normal cause he does go to the grocery store and to target yeah. and whatever, but I haven't. Mm. I mean, I think I've driven my car six times in the last year. Mm. Oh yeah. That is not my story at all. Yeah. And, and this is, so this is what I think is interesting, right? Is that we're all, we've all been living our own version of what the pandemic sheltering in place has meant. Yeah. And so now, and we've all kind of felt like we were doing it the same, right? Like we were stuck at home somehow. Well, assumptions are when we fill in our, our gaps with, you know, that that's always a dangerous practice, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's well, yes. And, and now I think we're seeing it, or or at least I'm seeing it in my social media feed of all these different layers that I never even thought about before, but that people are like, geez, I was out on the road. Hey, actually, Molly, even you, when you were driving on the freeway, I can't remember exactly when this was, but you were like, there are so many accidents on the freeway. Oh yeah. It was crazy. I I mean, like a ton. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I think there's a correlation to that. Yeah, I I think you're right about that. I didn't, I did not even connect to those dots, but yeah, it was crazy. Um, Yeah. That's (laughs) where you're like, "Ah, okay, maybe it's safer to fly. I don't know. Uh, But my mind, even for me, who I don't find myself plagued with anxiety, like I have that's, I've never really thought that way. Right. It, and for some people I know it's, it's a second, it's second nature. They yeah. see everything through that filter. And I've gained a serious empathy for them in the last week as things have been, cause I've been seeing it and going, Ooh, okay. I need to protect myself from that. Yes. Otherwise my mind's going to take that on and I'm going to worry about getting behind the wheel or I'm going to worry about, uh, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever it is that I'm reading. And so uh, the the self-talk, I think, is part of that, you know, putting that beautiful cloak of protection mm-hmm. on before we maybe even walk out of our bedrooms in the morning, right? Because even the people we live with have their own set of experiences over the last 14 months. Oh, <sighs> yes. Mm-hmm. I haven't really looked at it that way, but I am hearing you loud and clear, right? And I think... um particularly for empaths of people who feel things deeply, right? It is dangerous. Um, You know, the work that I have been doing this week is I had a very hard conversation with someone that I know, respect and adore. And it was like a truth telling session where they were um, sharing with me all of my faults. Right. Ooh. Oh, that's always fun. Yeah, it's no fun, but it's also tough love, right? There is a part of it that was, there are very few things that, um, yeah, I mean, like he was able to tell me things about myself that, you know, actually I contemplated and I have been reflecting on. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's actually, there's a piece of truth there, a piece of truth there, right? It's not the whole truth. It's the piece of truth. And I do feel like there are 
you know, part, sometimes it's not just our self-talk, it's self-reflection that mm-hmm. is really, really important as we shape, you know, through all of this, right? Because it's not just what we're saying to ourselves, it's, well, why are we feeling this way, right? Mm. You know, why do I have this trigger? Right. Right. Exactly. And, and realizing that right now we actually have to be even more gentle with ourselves than we have maybe ever been. Yeah. Because we're coming out of these cocoons and we're, we're like learning to walk again. We're going to have to learn actually how to meet strangers. <laughs> like I was thinking about this on my walk today and I thought like we, I don't, I know this is happening across the country because I hear the conversations from our real estate beloveds who are like, it's crazy. (laughs) You know, we need more inventory. People are moving like mad. I mean, a house goes on the market in my neighborhood and I'm not kidding. Like 36 hours later, there's a big old sold sign on it. And we, in one weekend, we had six houses go up for sale in our neighborhood and all of them are up. They're already moving in. And so like all of these people are moving out of the neighborhood and like in the middle of the night, we're not seeing them. There's no like, you know, weenie roast to wish them well. It's just <laughs> off they go. Yeah. And then new people are moving in and they're not getting like the whole welcome wagon. And I'm oh like, gosh. yeah. And then when we're on the streets, you know, walking, we're li- we're still doing the crisscross, right? To like give each other the space. And I'm like, we're, we're part of me does love that. Part of me loves the respect of not like, you know, waddling next to each other and like, crouching for space on those little tiny sidewalks, uh, my mind started wandering to all these people who are moving into a new neighborhood right now. And it's like, how do they even know what neighborhood they moved into? I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm like, I need to make a note of all these houses that sold so that when Andrew and I are out on our walk, we can be watching for these new people ready to be like, Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah, that's, that is definitely, I mean, that is a strange dynamic. I had not even thought about that, you know? <laughs> these are the, these are the things that are flying through my head this week. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I don't have neighbors, so I, you know, <laughs> I don't really have that same uh, issue, you know? So it's yeah. interesting. Yes. Well, and I am a, I'm a very, um, very to myself. It's not the it's not the introvert, but I am a shy person. I know it sounds ridiculous because pretty much most people who know me would not say that about me. I'm sociable. I'm not social. So when I'm with my beloveds, I am all in and like right there, hundred percent. I I'm being social with them, but I don't care for the small talky just chitter chatter with somebody I'll never see again. It, it's not that I don't want to know about them. It's just, I don't crave it. Oh, I'm hundred percent with you, girl. I have like no tolerance for small talk anymore. If you're not curious about like the big stuff, like, yeah, I just, I just have a hard time there. It reminds me of the Amy Schumer, Oprah interview. This is like, I, I, I don't know, a few years ago. And I mean, those two together, it seems so ludicrous. Yeah, it's funny. That's a funny connection. But they they're talking about how they're both introverts. And Amy Schumer was like, you know, it's the craziest thing when I arrive in a new city and they ask me how my flight was. She's like, it's like, what what do you say? It like it went up, it landed. Like yeah. 
I mean, there could really, there's really a 50, 50 chance that I'm going to complain about something or that I could <laughs> complain about something like, you know, they ran out of wine or there were no peanuts or whatever, but like really what happens? Like I'm alive. It was good. <laughs> um, and she talks about how like she would much rather have somebody talk about like a dirty, danky divorce they're going through or mm -hmm. a huge problem that they're trying to solve. Like those are the conversations she craves. And I remember when she said that, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. It's that is it. It's not, it is the, and I do think it is the, the value of, of true connectedness with others, yeah. right? Not having that thin veil of connection, but actually having the red thread. Yeah. And, and we, we control that by the amount of time we spend with small talk. <laughs> and I think that's why we don't care for it. <laughs> We're like, let's dig in. Yeah. That's so funny. I know. Like I, I do not, um, like my, I do not like to go into a room of strangers. <laughs> you would think I would, but I, I do not like that. Um, I will find the one person who has the same pair of shoes or something or the, you know, and I just need one friend, but I, I do not like that yeah. working a room. M me, me neither. Um, I mean, I can, Yeah, I can do, I can do it with ease, but not with joy. I think that's, that might be the best way to describe it for me. Like I know what I know and I know how to engage with people. Um, one of the ways that I've learned though, and we've done this together at like Inman events where like I will meet someone somewhere else and then go to the party together. Yeah. I, I won't meet at the party. I don't yeah. do that. It's like, let's meet here first so that if there's a line, I have a, I have a buddy. <laughs> like I'm not standing there alone. Awkward. Uh, you know, I've learned to kind of put in buffers. Yeah. That's great. Buffers. Well, and again, you know, when it comes back to that intention, right? Because did we read the, did you read it, the intention? Yeah. I remember we tapped to it. Yeah. Well, well I'll read it again. I don't it because it's really important because it all kind of plays into this. And I want to make sure that we, we connect those dots. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I tapped to it. Okay. I will intentionally and lovingly guard my thoughts. Yeah. My self-talk directly affects my attitude, progress and success. Yes. Okay. So like even like applying that to the idea of walking into the room of strangers, right? Mm -hmm. So like I'm remembering a specific moment where I'm at a trade show and I am working and I'm by myself representing the company and I walk into a sea of strangers, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, this is super awkward, you know, like it just is, you know? Yep. So the lovingly, the, the loving self-protection is the, what you're doing, right? And that is the calling the, or creating the buffers of ease for you so that you don't have that. But the, like when I'm there by myself is the self-talk of everybody here is holding a drink because it's really freaking awkward for everyone. You know, there are maybe a handful of people in this room of strangers who actually enjoys that, you know? And so, giving yourself the grace to be okay being un you know feeling really awkward right um and i don't think we're really good at that you know we have such high expectations of ourselves or we say like things like oh i'm i'm not going to do it because i don't feel great or i i feel uncomfortable 
And I do think that's the difference is that there's always, you know, and, and there was a, something that I saw today that just really kind of, you know, struck my heart. And that is like the, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly turns to goo first, right? Mm. It's not a beautiful transformation. It's freaking hard, you know, mm. and getting from one thing to the next and really pushing into that growth stage or that, you know, who we're becoming, right? Because it's all about our becoming yes. is, is understanding that, okay, I'm in a goo stage. So I'm going to have some grace with my <laughs> hashtag goo stage, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I feel like right now, personally, in my personal life, I'm in a total goo stage. I mean, I absolutely do. I feel like. I am, you know, in the cocoon and it's tight and I am, my body is getting gelatinous as we speak, right? Because my wings are forming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's such a, it's a beautiful, a beautiful visual and yet it, it, I feel the pain in it. hundred percent. Right. But we're a culture that runs from pain. Yes. Yes. Culture that doesn't become butterflies. Right. Yes, it's that's so true. Well, in in our Mary Magdalene studies, which I don't know, did you see that Cynthia Bourgeau is is launching a brand new Mary Magdalene course? No, I did not see that. I got to send you the link. Okay, um, yeah, it sounds amazing. Oh, and I I met a fellow Mary Magdalene sister. Really, her name is Kathy. Yes, yeah, she actually was on um, Leslie Appleton Young's Coffee and Conversations show last Wednesday. Okay, cool. and we were in the green room, and I was producing because well for for myriad of reasons it happened to be me just happened to be me (laughs) yes i'm normally not doing it in other words i happen to be doing it and like no joke in the first 60 seconds we had mary magdalene conversation how did yes i mean of course you did Yes. <laughs> like, and and i was like oh have you read this book she's like no oh! and and we immediately connected and um, you know, she was like, oh, should we start a group? And I said, well, I know for sure that Molly would love to join us in any kind of conversations we have about Mary Magdalene. And I introduced her to the red ladies and said, you know, poke around in there. But it is, it is that moment where you, even when you're kind of still feeling like you're growing and learning and you might be in your terms in the goo state, right? Like I feel that about this, all of these things that I'm learning. Like, I feel like I'm learning so much. And the second I feel like I'm getting understanding, I find another book. Oh, hundred percent. And I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, crap. Well, that's, no, that's, one more time. Well, and that's where it's easy to be humble, right? Is because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize how much there is to, you know, learn and unlearn. And, you know, I think that's, that's real. And I think, you know, part of my self-talk in terms of mm-hmm. something that I'm using right now is you know, it's not just about being positive and Pollyanna, but it, when life is really hard, you know, my mantra is that the universe is conspiring for my highest good. Yes. You know, so even, and that's, I think probably something from the alchemist. Um, Yeah. I was just going to say that that's definitely from the alchemist. I was looking for my book. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's totally from the book. (laughs) Yeah. That's probably where that comes from, but that the universe is conspiring for my highest good. And so when I'm facing something that's super challenging, you know, my mantra shifts to the universe is conspiring for my highest good, right? And so then it's like, this is challenging. I'm being triggered, like, or I'm like on flame. I'm, I'm flaming. Oh yeah, like you're. I can. I mean, I see it because I'm even watching your face as you're talking, right? Like your yeah. eyes are kind of like, ooh, and you feel that 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 um 
the the morphing the washing machine yeah yeah the morphing the the yeah the, the the bouncing the the pounding all of those things so true well and you just brought up a really amazing point molly and that was with the books we read we also then have new language that helps us wrap around each different thing that we're learning in the future right <laughs> so so like the alchemist and how he was he definitely had that motto of the 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 universe is conspiring to serve you, to, to create the best for you. You know, yes. God didn't create me for me to have a life that lacked lessons from the suffering. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, there's, there's this, so I got another show uh, called The Chosen. I don't know if you've heard about this or not. It's on Peacock. No, where is it? What, where is it on? It, it's called Peacock. And I think Peacock is related to one of the large um, TV stations, whichever one has the Peacock, whatever BC, I don't know if it's NBC. I think it's NBC, yeah. They probably would freak out, but I don't know. But whichever one has the Peacock, they have this app that's called the Peacock app. Oh. And it's the show and it's a like a crowdsource funded show. And it's the story of uh, Jesus and his disciples. And oh, wow. Mary Magdalene is in it. What? What is it? It's called the Peacock? <laughs> what is this? I'm no, but, no the, it, it's the Netflix name is Peacock. So it's instead of it being on Netflix, it's on Peacock. And the oh. name of the show is The Chosen. And is it on Netflix? No, it's on an app of its own called Peacock. Like if you search Peacock, it will oh be its, its own app. I know. I was like, there's another TV app? Yes, oh, there man. is. It's insane, but it's free. It's not... That's what I'm saying is it so it's free. And so the the people who've like the oh, gosh, and written it. Yeah. Okay. So you can fund the, you know, the second season or the third season, like collectively as a as a viewer. And I will say it's probably one of my favorite like renditions, if you will, of Jesus <laughs> life. Yes. Dum, 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 okay, or whatever. All right, yeah. I'm getting it. So the chosen, so it ha and and everyone actually looks like they would have lived in Jerusalem. Huh. <laughs> like they're all very, you know, dark shades of dark, but dark, beautiful, dark raven hair and almond eyes and like and like the full on like beautiful Jewish noses. Like oh, it's so beautiful. Like they're just sculptures. Anyways, I digress. Um. <clears throat> but Mary is in it. And so oh. it's, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and her, they don't, I don't, they don't get it perfectly right, but they don't say certain things either. They're kind of eluding. I think they're walking a bridge. Huh. I think they're, they're helping people who might be um, recovering from a life of organized religion and, and the patriarchy and misogyny writing women out to where they are now. But in the, in the show, they do, they, they, you see the moment where Jesus does his first public miracle, where he turns the water into wine at the, the wedding in Cana. And it's so beautiful because I remember at the moment, I mean, I can remember my face in school learning that Jesus first miracle in public was because his mom asked him to do it. <laughs> Before. Yeah. And he was like, it's not my time. And she says, please. And he does it. <laughs> is that true? Is that a true story? Yeah. Well, I mean, as it's written, oh. that's, that's biblical as well. So oh, what, I, know, not, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. 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 Um, 
I wish I could tell my kids to do something and they would do it, but <laughs> well, your kids aren't Jesus. So oh, shoot. I don't think that works. I don't, well, it would be cool if they could turn water into line. And, and the whole concept of the show is it, there's so much mindfulness in it. And when I wouldn't have seen it that way three years ago, maybe not even two years ago, maybe two years ago, but a handful of years ago, especially when I was really, really plugged into like an organized church, I wouldn't have seen it. I probably would have seen the, the flaws in the story as opposed to seeing the characters and the development and how Jesus was always kind of taking a moment. I'm going to go be alone and pray. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I was like, it's so beautiful. Like, again, it's like the books. When every book we read, every podcast we listen to helps bring in different perspectives. And we're not going to agree with everything we read and everything we hear, but there is a beauty to now at this point, being able to experience a show about Jesus life. And I've been hearing about this fella named Jesus, you know, for four decades. And now I can see it and I can see the beauty in it. And I can well, be thinking about Mary and, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I love that. Well, and it certainly backs into the, I intentionally and lovingly guard my thoughts, right? Because what I hear you saying with what you're, you know, expressing about mindfulness is that being able to separate or not react, disengage, or, you know, detach is the essence of what that actually is um so that we don't just get swept into the stream mm. you know that's mm. well and the this the simple emotional evocativeness of getting swept into the stream that is how it feels right and and right now not only are we opening up but we've had two incidents with police departments in two different states, again, in two states that have been in the news for this before. And so I have two very, very different camps in my life. Yeah, I have some, my, my amazing activists, the, oh. the, the, you know, the voices who like, it is their rally cry. They, yeah. they hit the streets, they hit their social media feeds they they hit their blogs and their podcasts and they, and they do their best to share what they know through the filters that they've created with the books and the things that they've consumed. Right. Yeah. And then I have this other group where I feel almost that they are like those little monkeys, like see no evil, hear no evil. And they're super happy to be in a little bubble that, and, and they're in their bubble saying, well, we're being, we're protecting ourselves. And I'm like, well, are you really, <laughs> are you really, but I'm learning like, I, that's not my place to judge. Yeah, I totally agree. I want to love you where you're at. I want to do my best to help you see things differently. Yeah. And but that's you- not like the, that's not like the, um, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner kind of stuff either. Cause that, that is not okay. Right. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It, that is the understanding that everybody is, you know, perceiving the world through the lens, their own unique lens um, and their own unique filters. Mm. And um, that there isn't a singular path right. um, for anyone. And I think that that is the grace that's I think is very, very hard to give each other because um, especially when we have. Um, when we're very passionate, but I think that what we end up doing <laughs> is creating 
you know, again, when we're talking about self-talk, right, we're talking about, um, you know, self-care, we're talking about guarding ones, you know, you're, you are creating the protection, you know, so that you aren't absorbing. Yes. At the same time, you know, how are we showing up or contributing? Yes. Well, and that's, that's it. Right. And that's the piece. And I think you're, I love how you're saying this, Molly, it, it, because that's kind of where I came to today. So I, I wrote about it because I, I feel so strongly about keeping this conversation alive and that it, to me, it's the perfect example of why reform needs to happen because in a place like Minneapolis, where the, where a police officer murdered a black man for no reason there was no violence happening that while he's on trial, another black man is shot to death and it's, they're saying accidental. And I'm like this, what you, what you have to do is you have to see the research. You have to see, like, you have to look at the difference between what a taser looks like and what a gun looks like. They look nothing alike. One is much heavier than the other. One requires you to, to create a, a physical action of, unlocking it to use it like you cannot mix the two up it's unless unless they're like they haven't slept right you know or they you know they're you know i don't i don't know but i mean imagine so like so the reason why i'm saying this right is because i remember like let's take a different story the the parents who leave their children in the car and you know they die because they left them in the car seat and they just forgot. And it's like, how is that even possible? You know, it's your child in the car, but you know, there is a point, I think when everybody, I mean, I had, my kids were back to back, right? So they were, I had a, like four years, I had three kids. So it's, I was, <laughs> Jeez. right. <laughs> You I do mean, know I, how you get pregnant, right, Molly? <laughs> on the streets. I was in Baltimore with my baby Bjorn and then my two stroller, you know, so I was pushed. I had a baby and I had two kids in the stroller. And, um, you know, like these people were like in the city were scoffing at me. Like, you do know what causes that, you know, like global warming is everybody else's problem. You know, like I'm, I wasn't thinking about it from that perspective. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I certainly had those jabs because I looked like a freaking breeder, you know, I looked like I was just, uh, you know, (laughs) popping them out, but it's ridiculous. I know. But the point being right is I was exhausted. I got in two car accidents when I was in that state, right? Where I just backed right into people, you know, because I was exhausted. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I do hear what you're saying. And it is so tragic whenever I read a story of a, a mom or a dad who's sleep deprived, who's driving to work, who forgets to take the kids to, to, to daycare or whatever. Yeah. However, it's not their job to carry a lethal weapon. Right. And, and so yeah. it's like, again, like my father-in-law was in the police force for 30 years. Yes. And uh, the taser guns, unless Minneapolis is unlike any other place, are like usually neon colored. Yeah. Like, is like that's if you are on the job and you're training the next generation of police officers, that to me, it's it's either sheer ineptness or oh shit, I just did something I shouldn't have. I'm going to say I, I made an accident. But but regardless of all of that, I still yeah. have people who are like, why are people looting and rioting? It's like because they're 
angry and they're angry. righteously so. Well, and, and on the flip side, like with the, with that woman cop, like she was afraid, you know, and the guy, the guy who was murdered, he was afraid and you have fear butting into each other. Right. Yes. And it's not, I don't think that's evil. I think it's fear. It is fear. Well, and there's, there's so many things that I, that I've come to learn and come to um, question. Right. And so, so where I was kind of going with this, this, I know I can get very fiery about it um, is when I'm talking with those friends and they're like, well, we just don't, you know, like all they, they go to the, the extreme of, well, all these crazy people, they just want to defund the police. And I said, well, actually, I think I know that the term defund makes it sound like they want to like get rid of the police department. No, that's not a, that's not great branding. It, it was the worst branding ever. However, yeah. if one takes the time to research it, they understand that they want to defund certain programs and fund other ones. Yes. And so, and so in like, even in my post today, and even in the couple conversations I had today, I said, you know, here's something that you can do. Even if you think you don't have anything to learn and you think, oh, well, it's just because that kid was a resisting arrest. Like mm -hmm. it, it's the, it's the kid's fault. Like, even if you, even if that is the ludicrous thought you're having in your head, I'm not saying ludicrous to them, but I said, even if that's how you're filtering this, yeah. I encourage you to call your local police department and ask them what type of emotional intelligence training, what kind of exercises they're taking them through, because guess what? These people who are walking around with lethal weapons, they need, all of them need to be re-interviewed. All of them need to go through training. Oh, I, mean, I totally agree. So simple. This is not, we're not, no one is saying off with all of their heads. However, it's not one bad apple. It's not two bad apple. It's not even a thousand bad apples. It's yeah. a bad apple every flipping day. And, yeah. and yeah. So I'm like, the thing is, is you right now, because it's not personal, it feels like so far away. However, I look at every single one of those people and think we belong to each other. You are related to me somehow. Totally. And that's my brother, that's my sister. And, and not that I have the same experiences as them. And when I say, I mean, family, like we belong to one another. Um, that's a, when I had Louisa Garrett on from make kind loud, like she, that was her quote. Like that's the quote she wants to be known for, right. Is we belong to each other. Yeah. And, and the beauty of stopping the separation between what's happening to you and what's happening to me. Like what's happening to you is actually happening to me. It is. That's the inner beingness. But that also relates to the cop, right? It's the victim, it's the perpetrator, and it's the witness. And I think that's the part where people get confused. It's like, I belong to the witness or, or I belong to the cop or the side, one side, or I belong to so this bad. side. Yeah. But the whole thing is, no, we actually all belong to each other and they belong together too. So this sides, this, this division... Yeah is the myth the lie and the thing that we have to move beyond yes um and it's intentional that there is division i mean that i mean honestly this is going to sound kind of crazy and i probably shouldn't even verbalize it because it's not a full thought it's just something that when i was watching <laughs> oh, oh my god i got my seatbelt on hold on i know and i have oh. i don't have i have wine but I was watching that last night and I haven't, I've been so heads down with deadlines right now that I do feel a little disconnected from things um, because I am, I am in a season right now where my head is in my work right now with deadlines. Right. So um, I popped in and my, like I said, my parents were in town. So my dad had the news on and I sort of popped in and watched 
And the coincidence, we don't believe there are coincidences, right? But of this happening in the same city, I'm like, are we being played? Like, who's, how is this, like, who's, who wants the civil war here? You know, oh, I see what you're saying. Well, it's, it's kind of the same thing I was saying earlier. It's like, really, how is this possible? Well, yes. whose name I will not repeat. Yeah. But the cop who killed George, while he is in the courtroom on trial, this is happening. And it's not even an I messed up. It's it was an accident, like which is so infuriating. It's like that's that's not an accident. That's murder. And that's well, at least it's manslaughter. Even if it was, even if it's because it comes out that she was exhausted and whatever, right? Or I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I just, I listened to it, and like all I hear, heard in the in the tape was it wasn't evil for me. It was fear, like somebody who was not properly trained to be. Well, this that's the point, though, Molly. This yeah. woman is a twenty-seven year old or twenty-seven year veteran of the police department. She's not a child. She was training someone. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. I and haven't so, heard any of this. And now there's about. all these like the, the innuendos that she was having an affair with the police chief. They've both now since, um, uh, what do you call it, resigned. So so there's all this like this dirtiness and shadow around this story. And, and so in order for me, I feel, to do the work that I'm called to do, I have to dig down and find what is the first thing anyone can do. Right. Like uh, there are people who are going to want to tell me that it, it was an accident. We the forgive and forget. It's like, well, forgiving and forgetting are two very different things. Oh, I totally agree with you on that. This um, is not a forget moment. This is not a forget. And that's it. And that's where where I go off the rails with some of my religious friends who who want to say who want to throw the Bible on it. It's like, well, that's actually that's missing the point is we need to understand more. We need to ask more questions. However, this family. This two-year-old boy lost his father. This these parents oh, yes. lost their sons. This his brothers and sisters lost a brother. And this kid just has this 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 energy about him that is beautiful, right? You see it in the photos. He's like loving on his kid, and he's twenty. I'm sorry, he's twenty. Of course, what twenty-year-old isn't gonna like be like? I gotta get it. I'm scared. The cops just killed a black guy. I'm I'm oh, one. Like hundred percent. Yeah, that's like, again. That's that fear. He's 20. His brain isn't even fully developed for crying out loud. And that's, and that's the things. It's like I having to find those little like planting those seeds in those those connections that I have that simply want to retreat and say, not again. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just going to go over to my little tent over here and wait it out because, you know, it'll go away eventually. And I'm like, it's not going to go away. You can't ignore it ask the questions, find out, you know, get some knowledge. You live there or you don't, There, you still have a police department where you are. Ask them how different the tasers look than the guns. They'll tell you. Well, if they don't, they should, you know. I mean, they will tell you. Yeah, I mean, I look, I, I think that the hardest part in all of this, right, is that we are incapable right now of not becoming I don't know how to put words to this, but we are, we are flaming when we are, and, and again, it's not a unity message. It's bigger than that. It's the interbeing message, right? There is something happening right now where we are just being intent. We are in, being just pulled apart, right? Yep. And 
it is well if you go to your analogy maybe this will help you put more words to it if you go to your analogy of the caterpillar in the cocoon and it being goo we're kind of in that we're in viscous like it feels like we're coming together and and people are focused and then all of a sudden something else cracks us open again and creates yeah. a separation again and and the the problem in it molly and i think that why there could the division gets deeper is because it's consistently black people who black and brown people who are dying in these situations i yeah. mean i get that i know there's going to be somebody who's going to listen to this and go but the statistics show that twice as many white people get killed by cops i get it but the situations aren't like this. Yeah, it's I not totally some guy who was who didn't show up for court and has uh, you know an air freshener hanging from his window, his mirror. It's this is non-violent, non-community uh, feared. Uh, I'm losing my words now too. Uh, but this young boy, this young man, he did he wasn't a, a danger to the community. Yeah, like he simply was not a danger to the community. It's easy to have a warrant for for not showing up at court, especially yeah. these days. Yeah. With, with it during the pandemic, we'd have no idea why he didn't show up at court. We have no idea. And and that's just it. It's the it. And there is that they want to blame it on the victim. It's when a woman gets raped. What was she wearing? Yeah. How much did she have to drink? As opposed to the to the perpetrator, in this case, it's cops, but in other cases, it's a rapist. It's like there's this victim, like the victim did it. He shouldn't have as he shouldn't have jumped in his car. Well, my God, every day on the on the, on the TV, we're hearing of of black men being killed by cops. I would run run too if I were a black man and a cop pulled me over. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I even feel like I, I feel like that as a woman, as a white woman. So I can't imagine. Oh. Right. So, so true. I mean, did your dad not teach you the same thing that the guy in Virginia did? Turn on your hazards, drive yeah. slow and wait until you are in a well-lit area to pull over. 100%. My pops taught me that lesson. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, no, I totally, I hear I've you. Never been tagged for eluding the police officers when I've done that. And I've also never gotten a ticket. So I know, but here's the thing is what we have to be really, really careful and really, really mindful of, right? Going back to that in the intention, right, of being able to protect and guard and yeah. guard your thoughts and self-talk. Yes. Because the self-talk, the immediate thing is victim perpetrator. Good, yes. bad. Good, bad. Good, bad. Good, bad. That is trapping us in the law of polarity. We are... And that is not how we will solve this. And so as well-intentioned as people are honoring the people who died and, and, the, and the, all of the black and, and brown brothers and sisters, we are locking ourselves in polarity by only taking one side or the other, other side. The only way through this is to rise above it. Right. And so right now, do not be part of the pendulum swing. Right. So I and I the answer is what I think what Martin Luther King Jr. was trying to say is that, you know, hate breeds hate. Only love can solve this. And it's not about it is not like a false love. It is not like a, a social media post that didn't even exist. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's the forgive. But don't forget. It's, and it's standing in sovereignty like no more. Right. Like yeah. what's going on? Like. 
I, you know, in, I don't, I don't, and again, I don't have the freaking answers, right? Like I can't even, like, <laughs> come on, Molly, let's go. Yeah. No, we I mean, can I can barely see myself, but you know, like I said, I'm in the goo right now. So I am not in a place where I am like a, the, the wisdom keeper. I am in the place where I am, you know, crawling on the ground, you know, doing the work of, yes, you know, so, I mean, it's, and it, but even when we're in the goo, even when we're feeling anxiety about what's happening around us, we can all call our local police department and ask them what they're doing to make sure our local police departments are on this. And that if you see something, to it. yeah, show right? up. It's like, right? We, we see we that just, stuff. There's this like, I don't know what it is with, with humans. And in particular in the United States where it's like, oh, look, there's a problem. Someone better fix it. <laughs> like, totally. I, I, growing up in the church, like I was raised in an environment that when you solve, when you saw the problem, that meant you were the problem solver. <laughs> so, yes. so you like, you learn quickly that, that part of, part of your purpose here and why certain things fire your soul up and why certain things feel a, a little wet napkinish. It's, it is directly related to that purpose that you're here to, to perform yeah. and to serve and to give and to, to walk alongside others with. However, even with the wet napkin, I can still make a call. Even yes. if I don't feel fierce about the topic, even if I don't feel fierce about what's happened in Minneapolis and what's happened in Virginia, I can still call my local police department and ask them what, processes are in place? How are we caring for the mental health of our police officers? What do they need? How can we participate? Like we can't expect, I can't expect my local government to fix the problem. Like yeah. there's more of me, citizen Debra's than there are, you know, our, the, in our mayor's office. Right. Yeah. And so it's the, the when we abdicate that that power to be part of something, that power we can have with one another, right? And yeah. expect expect that the people who have power to use it over me, right? Exactly what I say over and over on the show, I don't want. I don't want leadership that wants power over me. I want leadership that has power with me. Then I, if I want that, I have to seek it. I well, have to and own it. your own power, not on my watch, right? But yeah. that doesn't mean that we're going to solve the big things. It means we're going to small that we're going to, we're going to show up in the, when it's in front of us, right? Yes. And I, I don't think that the social media stuff is really helping anybody other than like information sharing. I don't, I don't know. It's just, we're in a really weird moment. And I feel like we're, I think we're, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, something, something is askew and I can't put my, my finger on it. And, um, well, you know, here, here's the interesting thing, because you've said that a couple of times, and I think I feel like you said that maybe um, six months ago. Maybe it was right after with George Floyd. I'm not sure, but I feel like we've had this conversation before about like the the um, the usefulness or or how social media is. It almost feels like we're being controlled by the messages. Oh, right? 100% we are. Yes, and especially because the messages are so polar. And the truth is, you have human beings doing human being things, yeah. and there's massive conflict, right? Yes. Yes. Well, it, it's, here's the thing is that's why I think I feel if you feel compelled to participate in the dialogue on like my friend Mia Voss, who was here, I, she was here at some point tonight. Cause I saw she left a comment. Uh, she is an actionist. Like she yeah. is, she's in her fifties and she is like, 
ovaries in her hand, balls to the wall, all in. And like probably to the point where she probably couldn't be a politician <laughs> anymore, but she's, so she's like a full on activist. And, and she is a North star for me, right? Because I know when something's going down, I can go to her and I can go to her feed and I can see what she's curated, right? And because I know that we have a similar value system mm -hmm. and we have a, a similar um, energy and way of, of kind of just digesting things, mm -hmm. I go to her and, and seek, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we are the people that others are following, if we are the voices that they're seeking around things like this, and we feel compelled to type about it, we have to do that. Like that is our responsibility, but it's not everybody's. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where there, there's a lot of um, anxiety again, right? Like yeah. everybody doesn't have to say something. You can comment on someone else's. It's similar to on Easter when I typed about, or when I posted about Mary Magdalene, like the yeah. conversation that flowed under there. I don't know if you ever went back to that string mm -hmm. and, but it, there, there was, there are so many women who have felt confined by the messages at their conservative churches. And they always had this longing, right? This longing for um, seeing themselves in the story. And they, they were opened up by the fact that here, I shared something that honestly, like I know that there are people that I have gone to church with that are like, she's off of a rocker. Hmm. Like, I know there's people who probably unfollowed me because I posted about that. But to me and where I am today, I, it feels more important to me to be a beacon, to bring women together who want to talk about things like the divine feminine and how we can take action mm -hmm. than worrying about the people who I no longer hold shared values with. Well, and I think that's, I think you're actually scratching the thing that I ha I can't express because I don't have the words yet for it. And I feel like it's these things are I don't want to conflate ideas. Right. But I think there's something there where this. This rising of this feminine energy. As we're facing. Mm. I mean, these clear acts of violence, right, whatever, whatever that is, right, where you have suffering and and. Sufferers and and stuff, I don't know, like, you know what I mean, you know? Yes. Victims and perpetrators. Yeah. I mean, and it's Whatever language. Yeah. Right. Or. And I mean, like, and again, like this is, again, taking ownership of our own harm. Right. It's like, again, if the if the. The macro is the micro. Right. This is the law of correspondence. Um, yeah. Micro, micro. Right. We we're looking at all of this external stuff. Right. In judgment. Yeah. Would each of us in our own ways do this, the micro, the macro, right? And there is this thing that's happening that, and everybody, nobody is doing the in work because everybody is focused outward and the out is really big right now, right? And I see where you're going. Right. Well, I, th I think that the people who are doing the inner work simply aren't sharing that they're doing the inner work because they're doing the inner work. And so that's, that kind of brings us like full circle to, I think the second or third episode we did of the show back, um, back last year about how some of us are in the arena while some of us have to be in the hammock relaxing. 
and rejuvenating and doing the work internally. And then we get tagged in and we're in the arena and we are having the difficult conversations and we are um, you know, doing the work out in the world to help illuminate the, the injustice and share um, nonviolent ways where we can come together and make change. Right. Yeah. But it's when we when there's too many people who are in that arena who have not rested, who have That's not exactly. every minute and they're, exactly. they're raw and and fierce and, and fierce like that lion back in gladiator days that hadn't eaten for a week or two. That's it. And that and I think that's the energy that um, that polarizes us. And that's and that I feel like that's exactly where it is. Right. And you don't have the clear thinking. Yeah. You don't have the clear vision. Yeah. You don't have the glasses that have been, you know, cleaned. <sighs> right. And so we've just always, we're all each other's keepers. Yeah. Whether I pull out a taser, a gun, and it's a taser, I'm her keeper. I'm his keeper, right? They're my keeper. We can't you can't take sides all the time, right? Or we're just going to keep polarizing. Yeah. Like, who's, I, I who's having that, that conversation, right? I mean, yeah. Like, that is. Yeah. Well, I think the problem is, is that justice is rarely served in that. Yeah. And yeah. and we live in a society of laws. Yes. And, and similar to, you know, when we were listening to Caroline Miss talk about, and that revelation for us that for all our lives, we heard God is love, where it's really God is law. law. Yeah. And it, the laws of nature and the laws of attraction and all these things, that actually is where the creator is. Right. And that we, we are here to love one another through all of the ways of being fully human and fully divine. Right. All yeah. the tapping, all the tapping, all the tapping, all the way. Right. Hands up. Like in the material form. Right. Yes. Yes. In these in these bodies that are yeah. instruments, not ornaments that are yeah. instruments and the, the, the space where our soul resides while we're here. And if when things like this happened, there was equal justice and 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 there was the. Um, the understanding I've I've wronged instead of the immediate um, protection, like, oh, we have to protect our own, like, oh, it was just a mistake. Like if we could just like we try to tell our kids, like, own up. Yeah. I, that I, I made a mistake. I, sh I, you know, and regardless of whether I was tired, whether I was malnourished, whether I was drunk or whatever, or yeah, any of it, whether it doesn't matter. I killed another person. Yeah. I, mean, I need to make that right. hundred percent. I mean, and that's, that to me is at the core of the message in all of this. And some people are doing it in marches. Some people are doing it, looting and rioting. Some people are doing it in conversations like we're doing it. Some people are doing it in writing or podcasting or whatever, right? It's, we each have our own median and our own lane. It's we have to speak out, though, when we feel the spirit is saying, say something. Yeah, we see it. Say something. And and you're saying, let's do our best to not create more division in those conversations. We can see the the negative outcome of her action. We all see it. There's a consequence for that. Right. I mean, there's, like, oh, like, that's it. Every every single 
person walking this planet, regardless of what body and, and they're in is, is precious, you yeah. know, I mean, every single person. And, um, but the thing that scares me and the thing I guess I'm seeing is the dehumanization or the less than, and it's happening on both sides because we have sides. And I guess that's the part that I, I'm, I'm not verbalizing well. I, I absolutely, un, I can see your message. I can see it in my mind's eye, Molly. So don't, don't, don't worry that it's not coming through. Cause I, yeah. I absolutely, I, I, I feel it. I feel what you're saying. I think the biggest issue is that is the consequences. I mean, if you watch and you haven't watched it, I don't think what happened in Virginia. If yeah. you watch these, these human beings who for a living are meant to enforce the law and protect us and wear lethal weapons, they were jeering and telling a army lieutenant in full uniform that he should be afraid to get out of the car and that he was gonna be riding the lightning, which is basically saying you're gonna get the electrocution chair. Like, oh my gosh. While they're wearing cameras, they have no fear of repercussion. They have no fear of consequence. And that's why the message is, is so divided because there is death on one side yeah, and there's no consequence on the other. That is, that's too skewed. Oh, the, I totally a thousand percent agree with that. That is why, the, that's why the, the, it seems so hard to get to where it, it is a beautiful, it feels utopia what we're talking about. It feels utopia, right? Like yeah. there are no sides and, and we all belong to one another. Like what we're talking about, what we want it to be is beautiful. It's just so far from that. And yeah. I feel like we need some, we need some consequences. We need some big consequences yeah, and some justice yeah. for, for that flame to come down from a thousand percent. Yes. It, 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 they need, to, we need to do right. In that. Okay, yeah, I agree that where I'm where I'm going with this is applying the laws of the universe with the hermetic principles, going back to the idea of mentalism one, which means that we are our minds are sick and we are creating this reality, right? Mm. The way that we do that, if you apply the hermetic principles, is you have to fix your mental images first. Yes. Right? So everything externally we're seeing is a result of our sickness. So each of us has the responsibility. Yeah. Own your mental, mental work. Right. And if that, that's the dynamic that's really complicated right now, because you, it's not about being Pollyanna head in the sand, but it's about owning our own consciousness and our own ability, right. To not create more, but also to stand in sovereignty with when the laws are, you know, not our laws aren't reflective of the laws of nature our laws are the laws of the land which aren't the laws of god right and that's that's the biggest misalignment yeah right yeah 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 well it, and and i think that there it seems like there's two set of laws and two sets of consequences that's it and yes. that's and that's where the problem lies like the foundationally we have to fix that there is such inequity in our system and so all all we have the power to do in this moment where we're sitting if we're not in those cities where things are happening where we can't make things like voting decisions 
and, and, you know, be on the front line, I can have discussions with my local police department. I can have discussions with my local um, politicians and, and, and understand the statistics. Like I said, even at the beginning, like what is the difference between our tasers and our guns? What do they look like? Like I would rather pay another thousand dollars in taxes a year and know that there was such a difference between a taser and a gun that there oh, could yeah. never be an accident that way. It's hard to imagine. I mean, honestly, it's, you know, that is yeah. hard to even, it's hard to even imagine. It's, it is hard to imagine because again, we, we, we weren't there. Yeah. We were in the moment, but we know the, we know of the general circumstances now. And it's always easier when you don't have the, um, the red energy firing through your body that the fear, the adrenaline that, I mean, it, it had to have been it, in both places, right. In both cities, um, Virginia was just gross. Like there was, it was a very different situation than what happened in Minneapolis. I mean, in Minneapolis, they're thinking, oh my gosh, warrant, like, oh, and there's whatever, um, expired tab in a, something hanging in their on their from their mirror which i didn't realize that was against the law um but what's hanging there i yeah like, i, 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 I have an informed opinion honestly because i am not yeah like well that's what i mean is it, like there's even things like that like hey am i allowed to have anything hanging from my rear view mirror like i that to me I, I not that i do but i wouldn't ever put something up there thinking oh my god i'm breaking the law <laughs> I get pulled over for this. Like we, the, these moments can be teaching moments. I think yeah. that if we could wrap it up with that um, before we meditate today, it's like, it, even if you're not willing or ready to step into the arena in these conversations, find something that you can do, something you can learn from this, have the conversation with your local PD, you know, uh, have, have a, a, a filter of curiosity yeah. as opposed to judgment. That, and that, I guess that's the thing that I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, it, it does make you sick. You know, it really, it does. I know. It makes you sick for, for every, you know, black and brown person out there raising kids who are like, oh my God, you know, like this is sick. It makes me sick for, you know, the people who we know who are leaving their families to be, you know, keep us safe as police officers who are good and, you know, and aren't you know doing this kind of stuff and it's like I can imagine i mean i wouldn't it, i would not want to let my kids leave the house oh, I I know. Would, and one of our we have friends who are police officers and they they have to leave their family every night to you know protect people and they're good people and you know it's so it's not like it's not just one or the other it's it's a really it i think this for me is just if I had to say anything, it's just showing how absolutely broken yes. this whole thing is, but yes. it's broken at its core. And that is, we don't see each other as humans. We don't yes. see our, each other as soul. We see each other as all of these other things. As skin. Yeah. As skin, as, 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 as profession, really. as, yeah. as mistakes, as. Right. Right. Values. And, society, and that's so, so true. Paycheck. Yeah. And yeah. we don't see each other person as soul, right? And that, that to me, that's the sickness in all of this. Yeah, I completely agree. And and my heart goes out. Like, 
again, like I said, my father-in-law for 30 years, he was on the PD in, in California. And I, I know, I mean, my mother-in-law has shared with me, he, he was like on, he was protecting a town that was probably as safe as safe can be. It was pretty like rich Mayberry. Yeah. However, he's, he still put a gun on every day. And, and I remember Susie saying to me, like, that used to scare me. I always used to think, will he come home today? And, oh, and that's, and that is ultimately why it's, there are things that we can do to make sure everyone who walks this planet that is out there enforcing the law and protecting us, carrying lethal weapons is of sound mind, yeah. sound body, and it has the emotional intelligence to handle stressful situations. Yeah. It's so important. And the good people, the people that you know that you just talked about, they'll be absolutely fine because they're totally sound yeah. mind, have sound body, they have a heart of gold, and they truly want to serve and protect. We need those people to yes. feel safe and honored and, and saluted and, and thanked and, you know, their coffee needs to be bought for them at, at the local Starbucks. I mean, those things should still happen for those people. It's the problem is we have to get through interviewing. We need, we need to filter out this, this crud, this weird, uh, who knows how long it's been around, but how it seems it seems more and more prevalent and more and more violent. Um, and that if we can all hold space for the people in our lives that we know who have been affected, who are worried about being affected, and, and do the work we can on ourselves and for our communities, this is what we can do. I mean, we can't stand between a police officer and a, and a victim, but we can do the work in our own areas. Yeah, I know it is complicated, but it starts it starts not with connecting to each other's humanity, mm. but connecting to each other's divinity. You know. Beautifully said. All right. Are you ready to breathe and meditate us out, sister? Let's do it cuz um yeah, I mean like I'm so exhausted. That's part of it too, right? Let's um find that seat. Mm. Big steady breath in the nose, feeling the rising and the falling of the lungs, just with the breath, just fully human, fully divine. Bringing our awareness to the space between our brows, center your focus here. Try to pull all of your awareness to one point at the space between the brows. And then with intention, drop that point from the mind's eye into the heart. This is what we call dropping in. Pulling energy to one place and then dropping into the heart, the seat of the soul. And the simple meditation tonight is while we are holding the space at the seat of the soul in our heart. Question is, what is my highest and best service in this moment? Just asking that question, what is the highest and best service in this moment?
We'll take a big collective breath in. And exhale completely. And then journal whatever you saw come to mind. I mean, it's, and again, this isn't like hard and fast, right? Like we didn't, we're not properly setting up meditations here of counting backwards and getting into the space, right? These are like little bits. But what the hope is, is that it sparks an idea that your ideas aren't outside of you. You are your own inner guru. If you can quiet enough to listen and let that emerge. Mm. You're your own inner guru. Right. We're all focused out. We need to turn it in. Yeah. I, I want to share a, a win with you that was inspired by you, Molly. So I, my sister and I are having weekly um, Zoom calls with my parents. Mm. Uh, my mom and dad are working to get their finances in order and, and just tidy things up in this stage of their life and uh, health and all of those things. And so we're, we're getting together on Mondays and having those conversations. And this Monday was a little bit different because my mom took a really big fall last week. She mm. was taking um, their adorable dog Hope out for, you know, a nighttime Pepe. And she, that was very, um, shit's Creek. I feel very Moira right now. I know I was, I couldn't <laughs> place it, but that's a hundred percent it. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. love it. So, um, she took sure. a fall. She, she hit their recliners, the, the, you know, the outdoor patio furniture and she yeah. fell and she broke her wrists, both of her wrists. Oh, wow. That's traumatic. She has like three or four fingers that she can use, but she can't, I mean, she's yeah. incapacitated, right? Um, she yeah. broke some hips, broke open her lip. And mm-hmm. we were getting ready to talk and I could feel, you know, you know how it feels when you're helpless, when you cannot care for yourself, that feeling of frustration. I could mm-hmm. feel it in her because my mom is, the, is she's the mother of everyone, right? Mm-hmm. She's, she's been a mother since she was a child to her, her younger siblings. And then she started having kids right out of high school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I could see it. And so I, we literally had a moment where we did the three deep breaths. Mm-hmm. We did the visualization. We breathed the cool air in through our nose, released the hot. If mm-hmm. there was any anger inside our bodies or frustrations, we exhaled it. It was such a beautiful experience. And I was like, I think this is the first time in my life mm-hmm. that I've had intentional breath with my parents. And it is mm-hmm. all because of, my time spent with you. So thank mm. you. I love that. That is awesome. And thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I know. I've had a really hard couple of weeks, so that's beautiful. And yeah. I needed to hear that. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. I, I appreciate you. And I've loved this conversation. It, it's the longest spill the tea we've ever had. Oh my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for you to get a proper meal and for me to I'm going to bed actually it's time for me to have a proper sleep so I'm going to actually maybe just roll into my pajamas and go to bed but yeah I mean like here's the thing is we're not going to get it right none of us are we're just showing up the best that we can yes and with these really hard issues again just see each other's divinity you know that is the only way I know rest your thoughts on me alone and in me alone you shall rest you know mm. So beautiful. Thank you, everyone who joined us. I've, I see some comments out there. I can't wait to engage with all of you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for those of you who are watching the replay or who are listening over on the podcast. Um, I'm loving this new time 
spot. It's so nice. I feel all fuzzy and warm. And I realize I am definitely fully seated in a night owl at this point in my life. And like, I was so excited today when I woke up and I was like, six o'clock tonight, not nine o'clock this morning. So I love it. I love it so much. Um, All right. We'll see everybody next week. Have a great rest of your week. And we look forward to hearing your thoughts on our conversation today. So do not fear. This is a safe place for you to share ideas and, you know, share with us where we were off. We're, we're open. You know, we want to be our best selves in every moment. And the, the more we learn, the, the more we know, the more we have an opportunity to listen and, and grow and be better. So thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound and create a moment to embrace growth.